Rack's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. Since 2010, the College has awarded the John Corboy Medal in recognition of exceptional service of surgical trainees. The medal is named after Dr John Corboy, former chair of RAX's Trainee Association, who gave generously to his peers and who offered energetic service for surgery despite facing personal adversity. On the recommendation of the Trainees Association, the medal is awarded annually to a trainee who demonstrates the characteristics for which Dr Corboy was admired. The award is made to a candidate for one or more of the following qualities. Outstanding leadership, selfless service, tenacity and service to trainees of the college. Rax is proud to announce the 2022 John Corboy Medal is awarded to Dr Amanda Nikolic. Chris Ashmore asks Amanda how she felt when she heard she'd won. So it really came out of the blue, to be honest. It was a bit of a surreal experience because my phone rang and Dr. Sally Langley, who's the president of the college, was on the line telling me that I'd won this award. So, I mean, she's so incredible and so inspiring. So it was just wonderful to receive the news from her. It's always obviously lovely to be recognised and especially for an award in this category because it's related to helping others with their training and based I think around the podcast that I run about preparing for fellowship and obviously the podcast is something I do for others but it's really been mutually beneficial because I myself have been learning a lot from doing the podcast and having guests on the program and learning from others so it's been a really great experience all around. I'm looking forward to receiving the award at the RACS ASC in May. It'll be really lovely to get to see everybody in person at the conference for the first time in a couple of years. And mostly I think the award has just reinforced to me that I'm on the right path and if anything, my passion for teaching and helping others being recognised in this way has really motivated me and encouraged me to keep going. Mm. Well, the podcast is one initiative that you've done, but you've also established a weekly education program at St. Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne and the After Hours Surgical Education Series at Shepparton Hospital. Can you tell us a bit about those and what you were hoping to achieve when you established them? I guess what these two scenarios really show is how situational surgical training can be. So in Shepparton, I was a junior trainee and the educational gap, I guess, was mostly based around the medical students and the junior doctors at the hospital who didn't feel empowered to look after the surgical patients. So I started that education program to try to educate them and give them the skills and knowledge to be able to feel more confident looking after our surgical patients. And then the St. Vincent's education program was more about advanced training. So I was on the training program and really looking to set something up that could help me and my fellow trainees at St. Vincent's prepare for the fellowship exam. So I was lucky it was a bit of a coincidence of interest, really. I was really well supported by my supervisor of training, Mr. Michael Johnston, who helped me develop the program and implement it. And it's been running for a couple of years now. And I'm hopeful that it'll keep running even after I've completed my training. So I think it just highlights that no matter where you are, if you can identify an educational need and you're passionate about teaching, that you can run a program that other people can benefit from. Well, as we mentioned, you have a podcast, First Incision, and you've also written a book, General Surgery Set Interview, The Ultimate Preparation Guide. Both of these projects 
show a real commitment to helping other trainees achieve. Was there someone who mentored you or inspired you in your training career that prompted you to create these resources for others? To be honest, I'm regularly inspired by the collective passion of learning within the surgical community. Over the last few years, I've been really blown away by the way that the surgeons I work with and that I've come across have just selflessly given up their time to run education or teach you things or get you ready for the exam. And I've come to realize more and more over the last couple of years that surgery really is a community and everyone gives back to the coming generation what they themselves really received. In addition to all the surgeons that I work with and that have been mentoring and supporting me in my preparation for the exam, I've had surgeons that have come onto the podcast as guests from all over Australia who I've never even worked with before, but who are happy to give up their time and share their knowledge and expertise for whoever needs it. So it's just been really inspiring. I also feel like there already was a bit of a culture in surgical training of sharing knowledge. So for example, there's various trainees notes floating around that get handed on year to year to help trainees prepare and get them through the exam. And the podcast to me really just is an extension of that culture. It's just a different medium. Well, you've certainly done a lot and um, achieved a lot, not just career-wise, but you've also competed in Ironman triathlons and half marathons over the past few years, I understand. You've also created an online blog which offers nutrition advice fitness sessions and health motivation. What do you think? Do you find surgeons as a whole practice what they preach? Definitely. I think it would have been hard for me to get through surgical training without some form of outlet. And for me, that was exercise. And exercise and my blog really have been my sanctuary around my professional life and preparing for the exam. I've been inspired by many colleagues I work with who might wake up early to do an F45 session before work or who ride their bike or run on the weekends. And I even had a surgical oncologist on my podcast who's a world champion triathlete. So it's pretty hard not to be motivated when you work and know surgeons like that. I also feel that surgery as a field maybe attracts people who like to push themselves just a little bit. And maybe the physical challenge helps build resilience that's so important for us in our professional lives. And what about the future, Amanda? What does the future hold for you? It's a bit of a tricky question. I think like most people at the moment who are between their written and their viva exams, I'm pretty focused on just passing the exam. So I've sat my written earlier in April and I've got the viva at the end of May. I think no matter where I go from there, surgical education is going to be a really big part of what I do. I'm really passionate about it and I get a lot out of teaching and sharing knowledge with others. And I've also signed up for a half Ironman at the end of the year, so I do have a challenge to work towards after I've finished the exam. Dr. Amanda Nikolic. RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.